And if you are here because you're curious about what is a nigun or a nigunim and you are curious about what it is to sing from the heart to God, the God of Israel, and to experience Jewish meditation in the midst of praying this way by, in song, to learn more about what it is to sing in a group together from the heart with wordless melodies, then you are in the right place. I am a student of Joey Weisenberg's and I am so grateful to my rabbi, Sam Bluston, who pointed me in that direction just not too long ago. Okay, so Joey says that we can share tiny bits of his book, just tiny. So I'm going to share it. Get your paper and pencils ready and uh, shut off your cell phone for the next 50 minutes and let's just be one echad together take a breath in breath in through the nostrils and exhale twice as long either through the nostrils or the mouth this physiological benefits of breathing through the nose get yourself comfortable Continue your peaceful breathing while I share you a little excerpt from the Torah of Music, Joey Weisenberg's book. And according to the Mechilta Yitro 1919, the melody that Moses heard, he repeated to Israel. Okay. So, this is how we learn together. Music offers us a way of discovering the sweetness of Torah. It's an invitation to study our ancient wisdom. Were it not for the sweet melodies that I, Joey Weisenberg, heard on the lips of people who love to study Torah, I would very likely never have begun to explore the wisdom of the Torah tradition. So, and as we can see and hear, it is taught that Moses himself heard the divine melodies while receiving the words of the Torah, then transmitted them together directly to the children of Israel. And that is well known if you are a Torah student as well. So thank you, Joey Weisenberg. In preparation of doing today's nigun, I believe I'm going to share a song that I'm working on in the recording studio from the liturgy. And I will give you time to get yours out if you have it. It's the Siddur Lev Shalem. If you already have this, then that's what we'll be singing from today. You can get your page ready on 28, but we're not going there yet. I'm going to share with you a little story about our sages. Make yourself comfortable as I read to you story time. This is called The Lullaby, and it's from a website, Torah 
four blind, the number four blind dot org. The night before the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Rabbi Akiva Greenberg sat by the bedside of his children and lulled them to sleep with a very special nigun that few have ever heard or sung. The nigun that Rabbi Akiva sang could only have come from heaven, like a God-given business card that says, Call me when you need me. <laughs> However, according to the Hasidic tradition, the nigun must have sojourned solely for a time in the heart and soul of one Elimelech of Lysensk. For what could be simpler than a nigun sung by Reb Elimelech? In his time he was known as the little Baal Shem Tov, who said, If they had left me alone, if they had left me in peace for two years, I would have made the Messiah come. Whoa. Can you say that? Brother of Reb Zisha, who was known for his compassion, Reb Elimelech, chief Rebbe of Galicia, who was known for his severe authority, was the practical man who translated abstract concepts into simple language for simple people. But his music to God, like the Nigun Rebbe Kiva sang to his children at bedtime, was not only a simple message for simple people, it was also a plea that could readily bring tears to the eyes of God. I don't know if that's his melody. That's just what I'm singing. <laughs> but in the text it says, Oi, yo, yo. As the song winds along with its precious few notes in the sing-song sacred to Talmudic syllables, Reb Akiva ponders the deep religious fervor he has found through song. This one in particular. Rebbe Kiva recalls the first time he heard that song. And if that were the last song he ever heard, chas v'shalom. But then, Orthodox Jews don't deal with perhaps and what-ifs, only in realities. So Rebbe Kiva perishes the unwanted thought. Instead, he focuses on the reality, and such a reality happened to Rebbe Kiva as a young man in search of yeshiva to learn and a nigun to sing. Well, how about that? That's what we're doing here. Leaving the United States, he enrolled in Ponavezer Yeshiva, a misnaged yeshiva in Bnei Brak, Israel in the 1950s. Quickly attracted to the Vishnitzer Rebbe, who held his court for Chassidim in Tel Aviv. Every Shabbos afternoon, the young Akiva would sneak out of the Misnaged Yeshiva and walk three and a half hours to Tel Aviv, where he'd spend the rest of Shabbos among the Vishnitzer Chassidim deep into the night and early morning, partaking of delicious foods, listening to stories of Baal Shem Tov, and of course singing Nigunim. At such times, deep in song and prayer, it seemed to Rebbe Kiva that he did not belong to this world at all. Rebbe Kiva found what he was searching for in a place where lay rich treasures and still 
fairer hopes. Understandably, each Motzei Shabbos, it was difficult to leave Tel Aviv and bus back to his yeshiva. But Rabbi Kiva knew he'd be back the following weekend as it is written, quote, Man is not taken away before he has heard what he has come to hear and before he has said what he has come to say, end quote. And maybe you can think about that while you are coming here, wondering, what am I doing in this meeting anyway? <laughs> Suddenly, the scene in Rabbi Greenberg's head shifts. He is back in his yeshiva. For some reason, he takes a different turn and opens a door. Inside are two Bokharim, known as the Weissblum brothers, one of them Akiva's classmate. He greets them and they greet him. They do not ask whence he came. He does not ask them where they spent their Shabbat. Gutvoch means good work, allows each to get right to the point. Akiva speaks first after he closes the door behind him. Look, you don't have anything to be afraid of me, but I would like to know the truth. Are you guys related or descended from the family of Rebbe Elimelech? Weisblum was his surname too. And the two looked at each other and smiled and then said, Yes. So what is the relationship? Akiva asked his classmate. And the classmate's older brother spoke. We're eight-generation descendants of this Rebbe Elimelech. Akiva had to take a seat. He couldn't believe his ears and eyes. And then he said, Tell me, what traditions have been handed down to you about the Rebbe Elimelech in your family? The classmate interjected, I know he was very tall and thin, red-haired, held his pants up with a straw belt, I think. Very strict in demeanor, even in his home. His brother then told Akiva his ancestor used to preach that the first day of a chassid consists of reverence for the sadiq. In fact, don't quote me, but I was told by my parents that my ancestor opened the era of the sadiq. The Rebbe sadiq came into his own. Reb Elimelech paved the way for the sadiq to be considered a middleman between Israel and God, he said. He intercedes with God to bestow upon the faithful all earthly blessings, life, children, and sustenance. There's so much to this. Do you want me to go on? Not for the moment, because the hour is late and I'm very tired, but please tell me, asked Akiva, do you have any tradition in your family regarding Nigunim from Rebbe Elimelech? Both brothers quickly said, Yes, and suddenly the yawning Akiva livened up. Yes, yes, he said. The older brother again asked, We have one nigun that has come down to us that the Rebbe Elimelech made. Made? Composed? Akiva stood up on his feet and ran to the door. The brothers also leapt up, not knowing what to expect. And Akiva shut the bolt on the door, then returned to the brothers and said, I'm not letting you out of here until you teach me this nigun. So all three sat down again and they taught Akiva the nigun. Oi, 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 o
Rebbe Kiva remembers it well, right from the outset. I never heard it from anybody else, other than descendants of Rebbe Elimelech included. There's a cassette of Nigunim recently come out that I are attributed to Rebbe Elimelech of Lizhensk, <laughs> but it's not on the tape. The Nigun has no name. It's bittersweet, beautiful, and short. And it struck me that one day I could use it as a lullaby to rock my children, which... Here, Reb Akiva chuckled. <laughs> I must tell you, I had none at the time to rock to sleep at night. In the stillness of his apartment, with now his children grown up with their own children, Reb Akiva sang the lullaby nigun in the same fresh, loving vein we can safely assume he sings to his grandchildren when he is with them. Okay, now... As a side note here, I think what I've been singing off the top of my head is probably not a lullaby, so let me try to soften it. The young Rabbi Akiva Greenberg heard what he came to hear and profusely thanking the Weisland brothers for their gift of the Nigun, said what he had to say. There was no further information from the brothers under what circumstances Rebbe Elimelech of Lizhens composed or sang the Nigun or anything else about it except that it was his. This song that all sons of Israel needed to hear to brave the dark unknown of sleep and to look forward to the dawn when their souls returned to their bodies and the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. There's another story connected to this nigun, which brings a satisfied smile to Rebbe Kiva's face. Talk about a blessing! Talk about a gift! Rebbe Kiva went on to explain to himself. In the Talmud, it's said that to get a gift means to return one. What gift? This nigun. To return to whom? I didn't know for a long time. Would I ever know? Of course. There used to be in Williamsburg, which is in Brooklyn, New York, up till this year, 1992, a descendant of the Rebbe Elimelech, who was the Stashover Rebbe. A very old man, very old, and the story about him was that when he reached a very old age, the Rebbe Elimelech of Liz hence came to him in a dream and said to him, Start to give Berachos blessings. You've got nothing to be afraid of. You're an old man already anyhow. So when the time comes for you to go, you won't have to worry about anything. Immediately the Stashover Rebbe began to give Berachos blessings in his old age to people, and all kinds of miraculous things happened. Every one of his blessings rang true. Some people had children. Some were cured of harsh diseases. That's the story about him. One day, I took a couple to see him, and when they were done seeing him, the stash over Rebbe said to me, and asked me what it was I came for. I said, First of all, I came to bring this couple to you. Second, I came to sing you a nagoon. 
and he was very surprised. People don't come to a Rebbe to sing him a nagoon. <laughs> and the Rebbe looked surprised. Perhaps he was thinking everyone comes to ask something from him. And here's a fellow who wants to give him something. A pleasant switch, and it's true. I wanted to give him a gift, a blessing. So I told him the story under what circumstances I learned this nagoon, that it was my favorite lullaby. And he settled himself back and listened to the nagoon and was very pleased with it. And he gave me a barucha, a blessing. That was the last time I saw him. Very shortly after that, he passed away. Rebbe Kiva sighed, and I sighed, too. <sighs> we both sense the reality of a Jew's life. Every man needs a lullaby. As it is written, man is not taken away before he has heard what he has come to hear and before he has said what he has come to say. And this is the story of the lullaby. Thank you to TorahForBlind.org for letting me read this today. And I want to just ask you if there's anybody in the Zoom room for your feedback. What did you glean from this story today? If you're in the Facebook group listening, Nagoon Zoom, put it in the chat box. What did you glean from this story today? Have you ever thought about learning a Nagoon and going to your rabbi and sharing it with him or her for a blessing? To be a blessing and perhaps the Rebbe would bless you back. And I want you to think about that as I read a few in words of encouragement, Jewish meditation, from the Sidur Lev Shalem. Before we begin to embark on our, our Nigun today, which most of you may have already heard, because we sing it in our synagogue, Ahavathachim, about Psalm 92. And I like this nigun particularly and for two reasons I'm sharing it today. Because it does talk about old age, of which I am, and it is very uplifting. So you could share this nigun with anybody. Visit somebody in a nursing home or your grandparents and sing this nagoon to them and bless them give them a blessing by your voice the words are very encouraging I'm not yet fluent in Hebrew so I read in the English and maybe I'll read it to you in English before we sing it in Hebrew In old age, they remain fruitful. Oh, yeah, and the second reason I'm sharing it is because the melody to me sounds like a soothing lullaby. This is not the nigun that Rebbe Eli Malik sang, but I 
love this song. And the first time I heard it sung in our synagogue, I actually, it brought tears to my eyes. One who lives with a sense for the presence, with a capital P, knows that to get older does not mean to lose time, but rather to gain time. And also that in all of one's deeds, a person's chief task is to sanctify time. All it takes to sanctify time is God, a soul, and a moment. And the three are always here. This is a, a word of inspiration from Abraham Joshua Heschel, one of my favorites. Now let me read this psalm in case you don't have the Siddur. Let me read what we're singing. We're only going to sing the last section of Psalm 92. So let me read the last section in English. The righteous flourish like a, the date palm, thrive like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of Adonai. They flourish in our God's courtyards. In old age, they remain fruitful, still fresh and bountiful, proclaiming Adonai is upright, my rock, in whom there is no flaw. In a commentary from one of our sages on page 28 from the Siddur, the righteous are compared to both date palms and cedars. Palm trees grow in the Jericho Valley, one of the lowest places on earth. Cedars grow on the mountaintops of Lebanon, the highest peaks in the Middle East. Palm trees grow straight up, losing their leaves each year. Cedars grow wide in our evergreens. Palms yield dates, one of the most nutritious fruits but their fibrous wood is almost useless. Cedars bear no fruit, though their wood is so precious. Solomon built the temple out of the cedars of Lebanon. Both will be planted in God's house, for all difference is united in the one God. Righteousness manifests itself in many forms. I think that's just beautiful. And I hope that you are getting into the zone, meaning feeling like you're ready to sing a nigun with me. If you know it, it'll be awesome. If you don't, I'm going to share my screen so you can see the transliteration from English to Hebrew. So hopefully you can see <laughs> my screen. Just ignore all the other stuff on there because um, that's where I have all my music. Okay. All right. Let's read the words together first in case you don't speak Hebrew. There are a lot of uh, Jews that don't read Hebrew, myself included. I'm learning from a wonderful teacher, James Drecker, but I have to rely heavily on transliteration and again, I'm grateful to my synagogue, Ahavath Akim, that um, get 
sitters with at least some transliteration while I'm learning. Sadi katamar yifrach keeres balvanon yisge shetulim bevet Adonai behatzrot elohenu yafrichu od yanuvan beseva deshenim veraananim yiyu leharid ki yashar Adonai Suri velo ablata bo. And then the English. If you're listening on the podcast, I'll read it again. The righteous shall flourish like the date palm, thrive like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of Adonai, they flourish in Adonai's courtyards. In old age, they will remain fruitful, still fresh and bountiful always proclaiming that Adonai stands surely my rock in whom there is no unrighteousness. And I'm going to get out my Les Paul, I believe, because I am working on this song in the recording studio. So it's good for me to practice with my guitar. Zadi Katamayifa Keres Balvano Yiske. Now, if there were people in the Zoom room, I'd have you or ask you to repeat that with me. But seeing that we don't have any courageous souls yet that want to come into the Zoom room, you may be watching from Facebook and just checking it out. But I ask you to come with me because I am a student and need to sing with other people in a group. So this is new for me. You may have much more experience than me. You might be an accomplished chazan and you might be thinking, man, this girl needs a lot of help. Well, come and help me. I don't have to be the facilitator. You can take the show. If you haven't, if, like uh, Joey Weisenberg might pop in someday, and I'd like be like totally flabbergasted. Ah! <laughs> you never know. You never know. Okay, so let's try the first line again. Day shady, 
try that together.
through the nostrils, breathing out twice as long, breathing in through our nostrils, and then breathing out twice as long, and thanking God for this time together to remember that our song by God is judged by what's in the heart. It's nice to be able to sing in tune. <laughs> and I hear a lot of chazans that don't, and they're still, their heart is right. But as a side note, there is ear training. So if you're a little pitchy, you need to look into some ear training classes because those will help you to sing in key. It's always a good thing when you're leading a congregation. Can I get an amen? All right. So I want to thank you for joining me today on Nigun Zoom that you have a curiosity now and you'd like to join or maybe you'd like to join on Zoom and lead a session. That would be phenomenal because I am a student of Joey Weisenberg's and I would love to be able to sit in a circle in this group with somebody that already is doing this as a chazan. It would be a super duper blessing to me. So if you're watching this video, you know somebody. I mean, I could start name dropping, but you know who you are. If you are part of Hadar, any one of the Chazans on Hadar are welcome to come join me. As I might like send this video to them. <laughs> Give them a little hint. Hint, hint, if you're a Hadar singer, please come to this group when it is live, Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, and lead the show. Lead us. Lead us. Thank you so much for being here, whether live or in the archives. And until we meet again, I wish you peace and shalom. And please consider subscribing to my music, Deborah Cohen. You can find me on YouTube at DebraCohenMusic.com or on UnitedMasters.com slash Deborah-Cohen-Music and check out my website as lifehappens.org. <laughs> Thank you so much. Shalom, shalom, shalom to your home.